And hey, hi everybody, what's going on? Excited to be here, really stoked to welcome everyone along today to this, which is episode six, talking about how I came to love cigar box guitar. This is Tony Lane and this is my podcast. Now, don't forget, if you like what you hear, why not share that joy with a friend? Share the link. Muchas gracias, señores y señoritas. To find out a bit more about Cigar Box Guitar, why not head over to CBG Chop Shop on Facebook at CBG Chop Shop, all one word. CBG Chop Shop's about showing you a bit more about Cigar Box Guitar, stuff like building tips, playing and general interest stuff, as well as some random CBG-related nonsense at times as well. Check it out sometime. You might enjoy it. Last week, I talked a little bit about my band experience as a vocalist and how I felt um, a bit naked out there by myself without an instrument to hide behind. I wanted to just carry on a little bit about that and in particular to look at the confidence aspects of that and the issues that might be around it. Okay, so back then, back in my uh, youth, uh, in my early days, early teens, my parents tried to get me to play the piano. That didn't go very well. Um, we had a pianola in the house. Now, for those of you that don't really know what a pianola is, imagine a piano that plays itself. Um, these days, not too hard to imagine, but back in the old days, you had to pretty much put your fingers on those keys. And I think you'd agree that um, that that must have been pretty fantastic for the, for those days. Uh, all you had to do was basically press two pedals up and down with your feet and it would turn a roll uh, of paper that you mounted and hooked up on some rollers via a couple of sliding doors that were above the keyboard. And that would draw the paper roll through the piano. Um, and that paper roll had a series of holes on it. Um, and I guess you'd liken it to those old punch card computer program cards, if you, anyone can even remember those these days. And that told the piano what keys to play. And the key's even depressed, and, and it was amazing when you think about when and how old it was. Anyway, I guess um, that old pianola had been pretty bad disrepair now, but I figure my mum still got it stored somewhere, bless her. Anyway, they did try and encourage me to play the piano, but I was kind of a sporty kid back in those days, and rugby league, the surf, and cricket tend to eclipse all of those throughout my early years. And I took some of the lessons they offered me, probably more out of obligation than free will, and got through a few grades as well. But uh, the Catholic nun I had as a music teacher was a bit of an old sadist, I thought. I didn't, it didn't exactly endear me to my lessons, practicing or indeed the instrument, having some clucky old penguin slapping the top of your hand with a ruler whenever you hit a bum note. Once she slammed the lid of the piano down really hard, and luckily I just managed to pull my fingers out of the way, but, and I may go to hell for saying this, but I really did dislike that old lady. I'm not a particularly religious person now, um, but I expect a lot of my feelings about about that arose from the sort of teachers that school had. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't Victorian strict by any means, uh, like the kind of discipline you see in those period films at the time. No, and there was never any suggestion at, at in my time anyway, to my knowledge, of any sort of impropriety. Um, but it was enough to make the whole process of God-bothering a bit of a chore and kind of dull. So I guess like many of uh, my cohort around that time, uh, we just kind of fell by the wayside. Anyway, basically it meant that musically I just never achieved or succeeded. Funnily enough though, for some reason, not immediately clear to me, I've always had a keyboard and a guitar nearby for pretty much all of my adult life. In fact, I've got an old um, Korg keyboard and I've got an old 
acoustic six string that I packed up and brought all the way over to the UK when I moved from Australia. Go figure that. In fact, I think the guitar had more use from someone else when I was flat sharing one time because he managed to scrape away most of the wood where the pick guard should have been. For some reason, I bought one without one. And since then, I've probably had two separate lessons apart from that on guitar in my whole life. And I guess it shows. I mean, sometimes I get a spurt of enthusiasm and stick with it for a while, but eventually you just hit that wall. And I I guess I feel feel self-conscious about trying. As I say, I did know quite a number of talented and semi-professional, also semi-successful musicians who were in my uh, group of acquaintances at the time. So the last thing I felt I could do was play in front of these guys and girls. I had no confidence in it and therefore no will to try. I felt I could never really be a true musician. This is a big deal, I think, for many people. There's so many experts out there who make it look easy for them, but I think complicated overly so that the average person is confused and it looks really a really hard journey to achieve anything. For whatever reason, it, it just never seems as, re- as easy as it really should be. Some may wish to complicate it to keep their rock god status intact. So there's not too much competition. I might be completely wrong. But a lot of the talk and jargon seems to me just to confuse the beginner and make it more difficult. I will say that while there's not as much of that surrounding cigar box guitar, I mean, the new wave of it really hasn't been around for that many years, maybe 20 or 30. You still see an element of that elitism uh, even with that. I guess it's just the nature of humanity at the end of the day. I was intimidated by the skills of proficient guitarists and lacked the confidence to perform in front of others, so I never really pursued that to any point of mastery. I mean, that was just one of the factors that literally helped to kill off any ambition to be a musician or play in front of anybody. I should add, I guess, that I had a pretty terrible experience in my last year of high school that I feel scarred me pretty much to this day with regard to public speaking. It is a long story, but just to cut that short, it involved being forced to take a seminar, to give a seminar in front of the whole school. And I'd forgotten my notes and I was forced to do that. And sure, it was on a trip that I'd made just recently for my holidays, but I was so horrified that it left me permanently damaged in hindsight. So that, I guess, was a perfect storm really leading to kind of huge self-confidence issues that I had younger in younger years and the um, attached and associated performance anxiety issues as well. So I guess in a way, a very big part of my wanting to help people in the cigar box guitar and in particular to introduce it to parents so that they can share it with their kids stems from that fact that I want people and in particular young people not to be intimidated by the scene and to feel confident in playing um, an instrument for themselves. I see cigar box guitar as a great stepping stone to gaining one level of confidence at a very early stage and then pay, perhaps take that step off into a regular six string, should they so choose, taking on board the lessons that you can pick up with cigar box guitar that are transferable. But there's plenty to be had just with cigar box guitar alone. Not everyone is going to be cut out to be a rock star. Some of us just want to get on and, and maybe play for enjoyment. So please don't be afraid to at least give it a try. And it's a great staging point for other things. So please please feel free to share um, and like this podcast, share it with your friends. Don't forget to visit at CBG Chop Shop, all one word, CBG Chop Shop on Facebook for more info and CBG-related fun stuff. Talk soon now. Meanwhile, may the road rise with you 
And this is Tony Lane, and I'm signing off. Thanks, guys. Over and out. Bye-bye.